that's gonna be like, oh shit, we should have got better stuff. Right. <laughs> that's a good point because that's what everybody does. Yeah, it's sort they of they buy uh, affordable stuff. And yeah. Well, you themselves. can so you can do stuff with affordable stuff as long as you take care of it, um, and then when you earn enough to buy the non-affordable yeah. stuff. You know, I think it depends on what your definition of affordable <laughs> is. You know what hey, I'm saying? Everything's relative. Well, um, most, most people don't have $300 hand recorders. Yeah. Well, you know, you ask for stuff for Christmas, you save some money, you work a couple extra shifts and you pull it all together and you build your business. Yes. That's the, the key right That's there. That's true. Well, as you can hear folks on the microphone oh. and on camera, we've got Mr. Hal Havens, the legendary stooge of Night of the Demons. Uh, Thank you for coming to New Jersey Horror Con, coming to Atlantic City, to the showboat one more time. How was the weekend for you? Well, thank you for having me. It's been great. Let me ask you, when you're making a movie like Night of the Demons, does it feel like the kind of movie that 30, 40 years later you're going to be going to conventions and having people like 15 and 16 coming up to you going, I just watched it? I mean, when you think back on while you were making that, did you ever picture stuff like this happening from it? No, because I didn't know stuff like this happened. Okay. And okay. I don't even know. Maybe it didn't happen back then. But it's very, yeah, yeah. I, like I'd never heard of this stuff. New I'd never convention heard of culture. And, yeah. So, uh, so you've been coming to the show for a while. What's yeah. Now that you're sort of in the world, what's the convention world like for you? I mean, tell me about what, I mean, we all know what it's like as I mean, attendees. But I think like, it's great. You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit tiring. Yeah, you know it takes a little bit of energy. Well, the only reason I say that is because the last day. Yeah, so. yeah. As we're I'm speaking here, literally people are wheeling all their stuff out. We're yeah, kisses blown at us. Bye from bye. Beautiful See you women. soon. <laughs> and, and like the world is falling apart around us, and we're sitting here going, "So is when that, you were yeah, filming, let's pretend that one none scene. of this is happening." <laughs> it's the beauty part of the magic of editing. But yeah, outside of that, I mean, I really enjoy it. It took me a while to get used to it. Mm -hmm. um, it took me a while to really think that somebody legitimately wanted me to. Put my name on a piece of paper. <laughs> so you know, that's got to feel pretty good, though, right? I mean, uh, it, it does. Once you get, you know, once you get comfortable with it, it's hard to get comfortable with it. Yeah. Well, you what's know? been? Uh, what? How did that? How did you get comfortable? Like, when did you finally realize? I was just kind of forced to do it. I always said no. You know, for like 20 years, I really? said no. I don't. I don't want to do that. I was, you know, you just. I don't know. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's all about as awkward as you're making this right now, Dave. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Now you know. So anyway, I I had to do one because it was it was for Kevin Tinney's uh, uh, charity. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you got to do it. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. He's like, no, you got to do it. And then I, I talked to my wife about it. She's like, you got to do it. Yeah. I don't, she's like, you're doing it. <laughs> okay, yes, baby. Yeah, so usually once the wife says yeah. you're doing it, then all right, decision's made. Well, she was smarter it. than me, so. <laughs> partner in crime. I did whatever she said. <laughs> That's a good thing. You always get with somebody who's smarter than you. Exactly. So do you ever, I mean, I'm sure in the 20 years where you were saying no to this, yeah. uh, there would be times where you would catch the movie on cable or you're flipping around. Oh, or, I don't watch it. Oh, no, really? No, okay, so no. is that is there a reason? Why, no, like, I've, I've had to watch demons a couple times because we've gone to so many screenings and right. stuff. Usually I'll walk out and stand in the lobby. Okay. I don't like watching myself. Okay. I watch everything I do once so gotcha. I can critique it. Yeah, yeah. And then I never watch it again. Wow. You know, so, so. Was that something, so did that come out of the process of making movies and you're like, all right, I'm done with this. this so I don't like to watch myself. It. Really? Just okay. like, a, a, I don't, a lot of actors are like this. We don't, they, we don't want personal attention. 
Okay. We want our work to get attention. Right, right. But don't look at me. Gotcha. Right? So don't this is at, painful for yeah. you. I'm putting you through hell right it, now. It, yes, it's, it's a little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll keep it We'll keep it light, man. And, I like, mean, I enjoy it. You're a nice guy, and I like to sit here talking to you. <laughs> word, I word. just pretend we're not doing what we're doing. Exactly, exactly. Well, know, I mean, it's, that's, it's better. that's usually, I, and I've, I've interviewed a lot of actors, and I've got about half and half that answer that yeah. I don't like to watch my stuff. And then some people are like, I watch it too much, and then I just can't get out of my head. But I always thought it would be... That's a problem. That's one of the reasons. You know, first off, I don't... You can't... You're always critiquing so much, you yeah, know? Yeah. It's hard to critique yourself legitimately. Right. Instead of sitting there going, oh, I hate my face. Oh, I'm fat. Or I, like, yeah. why don't I cut my hair? It's like all that crap, you know? Yeah, yeah. But um, to, you have to kind of step away from that, critique your work legitimately. Yeah. And take those lessons and move on. If you watch it again, it gets in your head. You start to get self-conscious about it and it's like why it's your work you should be proud of it yeah so and, and don't you torture were, yourself with it while you were doing it you enjoyed it right i mean you was, love it there's yeah. nothing better in the world it's kind of it was almost like i was i was talking to someone else here who's a pa and uh she was talking about what it's like when you're on a set and yeah it's not the stuff that you see on the screen and it's not the stuff you talked about before but it's the day of it's like yeah. these, these moments that won't ever happen again but it has its own and we weren't able to come up with a word to describe it, but I don't know if, if there's a it's way. own life, yeah. right? It's own universe. We, like every job, you live in a bubble, yeah. right? And that bubble that becomes your life. And if it's like a, if it's a long job, it becomes your family. Everybody gets really close. Yeah. And then poof, we're like gypsies. We move on to the next city. Yeah. And that's what, generally what they always call traveling actors is gypsies. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of what happens is you you build this bubble, this universe that you live in and you, you know, every, there's, it's, it, there's a culture. Mm -hmm. Everybody makes the same jokes after a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. Everybody, you know, there are people that talk to each other over here, they're clicks and that's just the way it works. Um, because it's, it's an intimate process. Yeah. Even if you're a grip, it's yeah. still an intimate process. You're standing two feet away from somebody all day. Right, right. As you gotta you either hate him or, or like him, one or the other, right? <laughs> it's a lot easier if you like him, though. Well, that's why you try to be nice to everybody. Yeah. You try to be polite and nice and, and get them on your side. Also, too, as an actor, you, you need to be comfortable. Yeah. Your brain needs to be able to be in its work. And if your brain is all tied up with, you know, this and that and the other thing, you know, that's why I always, because I teach as well, mm -hmm. and that's why I always say don't get wrapped up in whatever politics or squabbles or anything, yeah. you're there to work. Stay out of it, shut up and do your job. So, because if you start getting your mind somewhere else, your work is going to suffer. Yeah. And that work in film and television is there forever. Right. Doesn't oh my go God. away. Yeah. That's why I did the, I don't know if you ever heard the earring story from Night of the Demons. Uh, but I, that's why that happened, because I knew that continuity would be there forever and it made me crazy. Wow. I had my earring ripped out. Yes, yeah, so that's yeah. dedication to the, that's, so there's a certain element of, and I'm glad that you told me you teach because I kind of feel like once you, once you go through the whole process of making a couple movies, there's stuff that you start to realize you wish people would have told you before you started. A ton of stuff. <laughs> a ton of stuff. And now you're like a hero for all these up-and-comers to yeah. kind of like impart. Are there other, I mean, obviously that, that first one, don't get involved in the politics. Are there other things that are sort of some basics you want to throw out there for anybody who might be interested in get, working in film and television? Get into this world of craziness that we've been describing here? There are, there are things, you know. There's, like, I always, I, like I say, you have to be comfortable. So I've always... When I walk into my dressing room, I always decorate it the same way. Uh -huh. I used to, in, in the old days, we didn't have an iPhone. So I had a little, a little TV player uh -huh. and a little radio 
and I put a couple books and magazines down. Nice. Always in the same order, books and magazines. Oh, nice. But always in the same order. So I'd always look at stuff in the same order. And while it was a different room, everything was in the same place. Yeah. And like, I never sat and read books and magazines, but I put them there to create the pattern. Right, right. So wow. everywhere I went when I worked, I was in the same place. I was basically at home. So you're traveling, you're bringing yourself. Yeah. You're and also, bringing... I either always bring my own pillow <laughs> or I bring a pillowcase or an extra t-shirt because I will not put my head on a honey wagon pillow. I refuse. You have no idea what people do to those oh things. Oh my God, yeah. This is the horror of the, especially here at the showboat seems to have its own flavor of... Uh, <laughs> but there's, you know, there is. There's a lot of stuff like that. You just learn by being there. Yeah. And, and you don't know. And if, you know, the, the, the key... Make friends with the cinematographer. Yeah. If the cinematographer loves you, you're always going to be shot better. Nice, nice. Yeah, like, if he hates you, all he's got to do is tap the camera. <laughs> and he's got to move just that tiny fraction. And you look like death rolled over, yeah. you know? And then the editor, too, right? You piss the editor off, and all of a sudden you're Well, you never really sticks. talk to the editor. Really? You know, so editors you usually aren't on the set very much. Okay. They'll okay. come down for something like meetings and stuff, and you'll usually meet them. Yeah. Um, if you're a lead, you know. Right, But right. you usually don't talk to editors much. Um, but, yes, don't piss off the editor. <laughs> oh, and here's the trick. If you think you're doing something, a scene or a monologue or a passage where you think they might cut it, say it as fast as possible. Ah, right? Leave no tits. spaces. Don't leave any room for the editor work. You want constant sound so they can't cut it. They either have to lose the whole scene or they have to use your bit. And as an editor, that's awesome. I'm like, oh, it, dude, it would work. Yeah, dude, it, right? I'm like, yeah, like I'm sitting there going, can't, can't, oh, shit. All right. Yeah. Look, this is what it's like with all that in there, and there's nowhere for me to break in. They're like, oh, exactly. Oh, my God, dude, I love this. Well, I don't want to keep you in, in the right. peril of paying for too much longer. I know everyone's going to get out of here, but. Uh, it's been great seeing you around. You and too. Thanks Thank for giving you. us a couple minutes, and uh, we'll see you at the next one, man. I hope you we can come in and get a couple shots of you getting your autographs done in there. And, awesome. And make everybody I'll see you on Yeah, man. We, we, I always like to do a little montage of like, hey, if you weren't here, this is what you missed. And it's no. a little bit of everything. There you so go. then we'll do another one right before the next show. Hey, this is what happened last time. Here's who's coming next well, time. People are missing it. It's a lot of fun. People yeah. should really come. It's a great show. If you're a fan of film, you should really. Attend the conventions of your choice, you know, the conventions yeah. that represent the genre you love. Because, you know, it's a chance to, when you get the chance to meet everybody at once. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and especially after we've all been locked up for a couple of years. Yeah, and that's not true. been able to come outside. It's nice to come out and meet heroes and meet people that, I mean, what's, before you became an actor and, yeah. and you would watch people perform or watch movies or TV. Okay. It feels like such a separate world, right? Like when you're viewing it just through that box. Yeah. But then once you've been in that world, you start to see how much it mixes with the real world. Do you have an ability to watch stuff without thinking about it like an actor? No. Okay. <laughs> Not so anymore. That's Actually, I don't think I ever to, have. You have to be ready to give yeah. that up. I mean, since or? I was a child. When I was a little kid, before I went to school, I remember my mom watching soap operas and... Uh, talk shows and back then every uh, talk show almost every day had a stand-up comedian yeah so I would either go into the bathroom and work on the scenes that I heard in the soap opera or the stand-up comedians routine oh nice and I still remember vividly the day because I was too short to look in the mirror <laughs> and one day I could see the top of my hair in the mirror and I was like, I'm going to get there. <laughs> I remember that image so vividly. A mirror up here with just this little strip of hair on it. Oh, that's awesome. Like, those are your goals. Yeah, you but I would your... do that almost every day. I would start working. And what, what's interesting about that, and I've developed this, this concept of there's no such thing as natural talent. 
And the reason being, everybody said that to me when I started, oh, you're natural. And I, I thought, well, maybe I am. I don't mm -hmm. know. But then I realized, no, I've been tra I've been working on this since I was a baby. Yeah, yeah, you've been doing and research. that's what happens. I think even with musicians, with everybody, you find something you love and you obsess on it early. Yeah. And you roll it over and you think about it and you try to figure out how it works. Even music, if you don't have a musical instrument, you think about the patterns and how it plays and you know what the beats are and where it changes. Yeah. And so by the time you start doing it physically, yeah. technically you already have some knowledge. Yeah, your mind is a muscle, right? You got to work that out. So and it works from the time you're a child. You know what I mean? Yeah. It starts as soon as you're conscious. It starts. You can't do anything about it. It lives its own life. Yeah. You just try to you know try to hopefully make it a productive a life. Yeah. There's a lot too that seems like that very organic about all these processes and like trusting the moment and letting go exactly and I mean, all art forms should be yeah all well even this i mean you know you never know what's gonna you say you got pulled into an interview you never know what's well gonna now happen. yeah now i'm comfortable we're talking and i forgot it was an interview thank you for telling me i appreciate it very very much um because i was almost feeling good about things <laughs> well i always like no. to end it on an awkward <laughs> note so we'll continue this at the next one but dude yeah. honor to meet you man thank, thank you, you so for much. sharing some of your knowledge with us and Safe travels home, and we'll see you at the next you show. Bet, Hopefully you, you stop by the Holland Eye Network again next time. You bet. All right, cool. See you all later, David Clone. We're actually closing out now the last day of uh, September 2022's New Jersey HorrorCon here at the Showboat in Atlantic City. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you weren't there, stay tuned for some scenes that you missed. <laughs> all right, take care. You've been listening to the Hollow Nine Network, bringing you the very best in fan-made media. That's the word hollow, the number nine, I-N-E. Find the Hollow Nine Network on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. Rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts. Email us at hollow9podcast at gmail.com. Leave us your feedback. Join in the conversation and be a part of the action. Join in the fun. Hollow Nine.